my first week as a cadet in the State Police Academy, I actually got, I believe it was, 10 hours of sleep the entire week. They uh, kept us up from 5.25 a.m. in the morning, or 0.2500 hours to 2300 hours at night. Then they would get us up in the middle of the night for PT, or as we called them, good old-fashioned monkey drills. Uh, a little bit of smoking from the DIs to pay for all the bad things we did throughout the day. So we didn't get much sleep that first week, maybe 10 hours. That's probably an optimistic amount. And I know Friday nights, before you could leave the hill, you had to make sure all your details was taken care of. And whoever the drill instructor was uh, for the evening would go around and inspect your all your details before you were allowed to leave the hill. And that first week, we didn't leave till 10.30 that night, uh, that Friday night. And we had to be back on by that following Sunday by 20 hundred hours. So I didn't roll off that hill till 10.30. And didn't make it home till Saturday afternoon because I ended up hitting some heavy fog in Cumberland on 68 and got stuck in the bad uh, fog. Couldn't see where I was going. So I actually ended up uh, renting a hotel room for a few hours and racked out for a couple hours before I continued my six-and-a-half-hour journey to home into Berkeley County. One thing for certain that I, I remember about the academy was I never had enough time at home. We wouldn't leave. The earliest we ever got released on a Friday down there was toward the end, and that was probably about 7 o'clock at night or 1,900 hours. So... Never really had much time at home. By the time I drove home, it was after midnight uh, on Saturday morning. I went straight to bed and got up the next morning, uh, next afternoon. And I had to leave again on uh, no later than 12 o'clock or 12 noon if it was uh, good weather out to drive down there. There was a couple times I left at about 8 o'clock that morning because we had to report by Twenty hundred hours or 8 p.m. Sunday evening every week. And if I had bad weather, one time it took me eight and a half, nine hours to even get to the academy. That was just a freaking nightmare. So that was one thing that I really remember about the academy was missed time from family. We didn't have any telephone privileges for the first eight weeks I was down there. Uh, and then when we did get telephone privileges, of course, we didn't have cell phones back then, but then when we did get telephone privileges, we could make uh, a call at night on the payphone there in uh, the academy at the bottom of C building where the payphones were at. And you had to wait in line. There was three payphones. You had to wait in line with 50 other or 45 other people, cadets, waiting your turn to use the phone. And then you got like, Maybe five minutes on the phone, if you were lucky. Maybe five minutes to check in with your family. Let them know you were still breathing. Other than that, uh, you didn't do no calling in the middle of the day. That was always in the evening, about 7.30, after you had supper chow and you done all, took care of, cleaned all your details. And if you didn't have class, then you, everybody got like 15 minutes uh, that was everybody, though. There wasn't 15 minutes to make one 15-minute phone call. That was 15 to 20 minutes to stand in line and wait for your turn to get a phone to make a phone call. And like I said, usually they were only a minute or two long. Rarely, if ever, you might have got lucky and got five minutes. 
Those were really rare times. Everything at the academy was obviously structured and regulated. You went outside of the, the any building. You had to run. I don't mean jog. I don't mean walk. I sure as hell don't mean crawl. I mean, you ran from building to building. Uh, that uh, The courtyard down there is lined with brick pavers and concrete. So when uh, you were outside running on the, the brick or the concrete in the wintertime, it would get slick, it would get ice on it, get snow on it. We actually had a classmate, a fellow cadet, that we were probably in week about, I'm going to say week 10 or 11, he was running outside, because I think it was before I broke my hip. He was running outside from one building to the next. He slipped on the wet pavers in the courtyard, smacked his head off of the, the, the pavers and the concrete, was taken to the hospital, and ended up, he had, they ended up having to medically retire him from the academy. Uh, he didn't finish because... He had some type of brain injury that would cause him to have seizures uh, unannounced. So he never did make it back to the academy. Um, he was a really nice guy, and we made it, we went through without him. That's just what happened usually with a lot of the injuries that you got in the academy. So, but our, our classes, our day was structured from um, all 24 hours of it. So after breakfast in the morning, um, an inspection at 0800 hours, we usually had some type of class, whether it was college courses, because they put us through a two-year associate's course in police science, hosted by Marshall, put on by Marshall University there at the academy. And we had calculus classes, and we had English classes, and we had law classes, um, all kinds of different math classes, college classes to get that two-year college degree. Then uh, once, once we graduated from the academy, we still had to do another 11 months out in the field before we were eligible to even graduate and get our two-year degree from Marshall. So, which wasn't until May of 20, May of uh, 2000, I think it was, is when I had met my requirements. And I actually went down and graduated from Marshall University. But that was just a long, drawn-out process. But anyway, like I said, our day was all structured out. Majority of the day, we were either in classes. Well, all day, we were either in classes learning uh, different law enforcement techniques and tactics, techniques and tactics, uh, and or whenever there was breaks between classes, we were out in the courtyard marching or doing push-ups or something, some type of physical activity. And it didn't matter if we were in Class A uniforms, which were our dress uniforms, or if we were in BDUs or fatigues or PT gear. It didn't matter what we were wearing. We were always outside doing something uh, at some point. So whenever we would get breaks with, between classes or the instructor would give us a bathroom break, we would run to the bathroom, get a drink of water, and we'd have to go outside 
and we'd be doing push-ups for like the next 10 minutes or marching for like the next 10 minutes or 15 and then we'd march right back in and the instructor would continue on with the class or the next instructor would come in so everything was regulated and trust me many 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 times myself and all of us I'm sure thought what the hell did I get myself into and why in the hell did I decide to do this but determination an unbreakable determination and faith of God was what kept me going I can tell you that through that time down at the academy so I guess it was the um, the week of Christmas December 98 I was in the academy and we were due to they were giving us Thursday and Friday and Saturday off for the Christmas holiday. And of course, we had to be back there on Sunday. So our last day that week was Wednesday. Well, the day before that, which was a Tuesday morning, we had a big run coming up with the Commandant of the Academy. And our Commandant, the Captain there, had a reputation for going on three and five and six mile runs in the morning uh, to PT to keep himself in shape. And this morning, normally, one of our drill instructors would uh, lead the uh, morning run. But this day, and we had been warned the day before, this day the commandant specifically said he wanted my cadet class, the 47th cadet class, to PT with him at least the morning run. So we were preparing for anywhere from a, probably about a three to five mile run. Normally we ran about two to three miles in the morning before breakfast anyway. But this time we were figuring it was going to probably be closer to about four to five miles. So we wanted to get a good stretch and a good workout. We were inside the old hangar, the old aviation hangar, because we didn't really have a gymnasium back then. This was way prior to the big $10 million gymnasium the State Police, Western State Police Academy has down there now. So we're in there stretching out. And I don't remember the correct terminology of the exercise or the stretching the stretch that I was doing, but I called it a butterfly stretch. When I was stretching, I had my, it's, it's a stretch where you sit on the floor, you sit upright and put your, the bottom of your feet together, bend your knees and push down on your knees with your elbows. While I was trying to get a little extra of a stretch for the, preparing for the morning run, and I felt something pop in my left hip. And I figured, well, it's probably just a pulled muscle. It should work out. So we went through with the rest of our warm-up exercises, our push-ups or set-ups. It didn't really bother me until we went out and started running. Now, I've never been a fast runner. I was more of a distance runner than a fast runner back in the day when I could still run. And when I went through the academy, it was no exception. I never finished first in any run down there, but I never finished last until this day. I usually brought up the middle. Kind of thought, well, you know, you at least stay in the middle. You're not the guy bringing up the end. You ain't winning any records, but you ain't setting any new records, but you also ain't the slouch. And that morning when we went running, my left hip was hurting so bad and my left leg um, so that I was, I couldn't run. I, I was able to run for maybe half a mile, and then it was down to where I was walking. And then there was another cadet who was uh, right there with me. He, was, he had the flu, and he was uh, vomiting repeatedly alongside of the road. So him and I were bringing up the rear. 
the dead rear. We were the two last guys that morning out of about 45 cadets, 40 to 40 plus cadets. And we were bringing up the rear. Well, when it came time to, to form back up at the hangar, or at, I'm sorry, not at the hangar, over at the garage in the parking lot, myself and the other cadet that was sick weren't there. And the commandant yelled out to some of the other classmates and said, who in the hell is, who in the hell are we missing? We're missing two people. Because he had a head count in the beginning. He knew how many of us went on that run. And somebody spoke up and said, myself and said, Mason, Cadet Mason and Cadet, the other cadet, they're not here. So then the commandant's like, well, get your ass back there and find them. So he sent a cadet to come find us. And eventually the cadet come running down the road and said, what in the hell are you all doing? The captain, commandant up there is up there at the garage and he's raising all kinds of hell wanting to know what you all are doing. I said, well, I pulled something in my leg and the other cadet here, he's been throwing up the entire time. So when we got back up to the formation, the commandant called myself and this other cadet out and asked what was going on. And I explained, you know, I thought I'd pulled a muscle while I was stretching. And he said he was sick. So the commandant ordered both of us to go see the nurse down at the academy. Because the state police academy has had, had a nurse. And I'm sure they still do. It's a different nurse now. The nurse I'm referring to is now deceased. But they told he told me, he's like, go see the nurse, me and the other cadet. As soon as you get done eating chow, morning chow. So... Following orders, we reported over there to the nurse. And the nurse is like, what'd you do? And I told her. And she's like, well, you're not doing no more PT today. I said, well, we don't have any more PT today. We've got classes all day. It's uh, today. And then tomorrow morning, we'll have morning PT. But then we're supposed to be in classes all day then. Then they're releasing us for our Christmas vacation. And the nurse told me, said, well, you probably need to go to the hospital right now. But since you don't have no more PT, I won't make you go to the hospital right now. But you can't do no more PT. You can't even do tomorrow's PT. And she said, I'll tell the commandant what's going on and let him know so he don't expect you all to do morning PT. So she said, one thing you got to promise me, when you come back on Sunday, if your leg's not any better, you have got to go to the hospital or a doctor and get it examined. I said, you have my word. Well, I left that Wednesday, headed back to Berkeley County. I reported back down there on Sunday at 20 hundred hours. Well, I got, I always got down there about 1900 hours. And there's always an OIC, usually a sergeant, a state police sergeant in charge of the academy after hours in case the emergency comes up or to sign details. And when I reported back that Sunday, every week, the drill instructor would say, no, does anybody in the class got anything to tell us over what might have happened over the weekend? Looking for cadets to confess to, hey, I got stopped by triple so-and-so, or, or I did this, or I did that. Well, when he said that, I raised my hand up. He said, Cadet Mason, what the hell is your problem? And I said, well, sir, I injured my hip, my leg, on Tuesday. And I promised the nurse when I came back on Sunday, if it wasn't better, I'd go to the hospital. They, well, Mason, isn't any better? I'm like, no, sir, sir, no, sir. It's actually worse. And I couldn't even pick up my left leg. I had to physically pick it up with my, my hands and put it in and out of the car. So he, the 
the drill instructor told him, he said, well, we'll call the hospital and make arrangements. So that Tuesday morning, they sent me over to Thomas Memorial Hospital for an x-ray. I took an x-ray, I never seen a doctor. It was a physical, it was a, I'm sorry, it was a physician's assistant. They came in and said, well, Mr. Mason, we don't see any fractures, but there's some swelling. And when there's swelling, sometimes x-rays don't show fractures. If it's not better in a few weeks, you're going to have to go to an orthopedic surgeon for further treatment. I said, okay. So they left me a note saying and I couldn't do any PT until it got better. So I took that back to the academy and took it to the nurse and to my drill instructors. And they made me wear what we call, used to call the dreaded red cross shirt, which was a white t-shirt with a big red cross on it, which was to signify to all the staff at the academy that you couldn't participate in physical activity, physical training. So I wore that thing until January the 22nd, which was a couple weeks, until January the 22nd, 1999. And that's when my life changed forever.